another exciting episode of the Tefl Show here, and I've got Eric Dostel here with me, speaking from Brno in Czech Republic. That's actually in the center of Europe, isn't it, Eric? Yeah, that's what I would have to say. I mean, in Brno, we actually have a center marker that you know everyone boasts that uh, we are the center of Europe. We're just right around the corner from Vienna and right next to Bratislava, just you know, right in the middle there with Prague and everything. So if you were to draw a little triangle there, we would fall right in the middle. Right. So that's, that's what I actually tell people very often when they say, um, oh, so you're from Poland, from Eastern Europe. I'm like, no, actually the center of Europe goes through Poland as well. And it does go through Brno. So we're not, uh, we're not so Eastern, we're Central. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on your show today. I appreciate that. No, thanks for finding time to to be with us. And we've got a couple of really exciting topics to to talk about. So we're going to talk about um, CA uh, Institute, uh, the language school that you founded, and then also the conference that you're organizing in June. Yeah. and there's some, some really big names coming to that conference. Uh, just to mention one, there's Stephen, Stephen Krashen coming. Yeah, what how exciting. And you're going to speak right alongside him too, huh? I am too. I, did, I didn't want to uh, mention my name first, but uh, yeah, I will be there. F- thanks for inviting me as well. So before we get to that, maybe if you can just uh, tell us a couple of words, Eric, um, where you're from and how did you get involved in uh, teaching English and how did you find found the... Uh, the language institute in Brno. Sure, 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 sure. Um, well, you know, just to make a long story short, my father's Czech. Uh, he immigrated from uh, Czechoslovakia in 1968 and ended up in the Los Angeles district. And uh, I was his green card baby, basically. Um, and after the fall of communism, you know, we kind of wanted to come back and uh, that we did. Uh, I finished my studies at Chapman University in Southern California, became a high school teacher, and uh, made my way out to the Czech Republic and in Brno, and started teaching in 1997, actually. And uh, back then, I mean, it was kind of a joke in our field with the language schools, etc. And uh, I just started my own project. Uh, and it has grown to be now CA Institute of Languages, we're an accredited institute uh, uh, by equals, and uh, AISH as well. We're accredited by the Czech Association as well. And, uh, you know, my CPD kind of just kept on growing, and now we're hosting this big old international language symposium with some of the biggest names in our field. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a huge success story. That is, yeah. that is really incredible in 20 years to go from... Founding your institute yourself and uh, now hosting this symposium. And can you, you said a little, you mentioned uh, briefly uh, about the edu- uh, language school business and teaching English when you arrived in Czech Republic. What, what changes have you, have you seen over the years? Well, there was kind of like a big boom. Uh, well, in 1997, actually, it was pretty much non-existent. I remember teaching, you know, for about 70 crowns an hour which would, I was calculating it back then in beers, you know, and it was kind of funny. And I, I would be like, wow, okay, so in seven hours I could get seven beers. And it was, I was fresh out of the university and it was, you know, kind of like this, you know, all new thing. Even though I had been to, the, uh, to uh, Czechoslovakia in 1988 while it was still communist here. 
Um, and I have family here and I had a lot of big bonuses for me, uh, you know, in starting the business because I'm a Czech citizen as well. Um, but when I did first start out, it was kind of, uh, you know, teachers were learning the lessons one hour before they taught the lessons. They didn't speak English at all and they were kind of teaching it. And you know what the sad thing is, Marek, it's kind of the same. <laughs> and so not, not much has changed in, in that respect. It has, it has improved a little bit, but you still see it in the state school system where the teachers are paid like 100 crowns an hour, 150 crowns an hour. Um, sorry, sorry to bum in, but can you tell us what, what 150 crowns an hour, how much is that in dollars or euros? Yeah, that would be like what, you know, what's the euro today? I think it's like 20, 25, something like that. So, um, you know, that's like, you know, six, seven euros an hour or something like that. Okay. You know, I guess we can calculate it like that just off the top of my head. I didn't look at the exchange rate, today, but, you know, all the same, uh, you know, these teachers are, you know, they learn from on their own. Many of them do. And, uh, uh, I mean, and they're teaching our kids. And, uh, you know, so you know, a good example is that now I have an, uh, an eight-year-old boy. His name is Jonas. And uh, he, he grew up bilingual, you know. His mother speaks Czech to him and I speak English to him. And, uh, you know, uh, he's teaching his teachers how to speak English. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Or, you know, what it, what it, it makes me look at, at things like, hey, wow, there's still loads of opportunity here in Central Europe for, you know, teaching and, uh, and the quality of teaching and CPD and things. And anyone who has, like, the vision to develop CPD with these teachers is going to make a really good money, uh, future for themselves here. Um, there's a lot of development needed here yeah uh, um and that's why another, that's another big thing for the symposium and i hope we get quite a few people coming from abroad here to see that you know there is opportunity for them here you know at, with good paying jobs at private institutes so like with us you know they're here you know teachers start at like 20 euros an hour mm. and which is like really good for like you know the standard of living so if you think about it, that with the standard of living here, um, average teachers make just under, you know, a thousand euros a month, where, at which our teachers could make in doing just half time. Right. Yeah. I mean, 20 euros an hour, that's sort of, uh, you know, your Western European wage in, in a language school in euros very often. In, in especially in smaller institute, that's that's where you might get paid. And so so in Czech Republic, it's, it's, that's a very high wage. Yeah, absolutely. Because I'm, you know, being a director of the school and a teacher, and you know, actually doing a lot of action research and doing writing papers and stuff. And you know, I'm still sticking at you know about 20 hours a week of teaching and doing teacher development stuff here. Um, uh, but as for a teacher, I mean, uh, it's. The, the logic and my me being connected to teachers, um, I understand what they deserve to make, you know, and uh, that's why we pay our teachers a lot more than any other institute here in Brno. 
So what, why do you think, uh, not, not just in, in Brno, but I think in many places, uh, teachers in, in the private sector are, are really underpaid? Where, where do you think this is coming from? Why do you think well, so many other institutes, for example, uh, pay so little? Because they get away with it. Um, the, the, next, the reason why I, I'm paying our teachers a lot more it also is because uh, in the Czech Republic, what we have is uh, teachers working on freelance licenses. You know, and that's what most language schools, or if not all language schools, do here. Um, so they hire their teachers on this, what is called the Zivnostensky list, and teachers just basically invoice their hours at the end of the month. But the way you can keep loyalty with your teachers is to pay them more than any other institute, number one, of course. And number two is provide them with an awesome CPD package, which we do. And so we pay for their training so that, you know, basically they have to go out like to two conferences a year. We pay for that. Uh, anything that they find that will help them with their CPD, CA Institute pays for that. So, you know, and we have a CPD package and what we do in our CPD package, it's like an annual review of our teachers and we follow what is called the EPG. It's the European profiling grid set by set out by equals and all our teachers take it. And basically based on how they test in the beginning of it, we help them hit the next points over the period of one year, mm. which is yeah, I mean, that's, that's fantastic. I, I, to be honest, I mean, I've worked in, in six, seven countries in all sorts of different uh, language schools, and it's very difficult to find a private language school or private institute that will pay for any of your professional development. Usually, you're kind of, it's, you know, there are your weekly free workshops given at the school, but if you want to go to a conference, for example, it's always, you have to pay for it uh, yeah. yourself. So... Well, we, we believe that, you know, if we put in and give back to the teachers, they're going to, you know, do it for us too. So, and, and so far it's been working pretty well for us. So, you know, so, you know, it's something that works for our institute. And I hope that other institutes start doing that too, because then they'll see the rewards that, you know, teachers become more loyal because of it, you know, and uh, uh, I've, we've only saw benefits from it and it, it has paid back in more ways than one mm. yeah and i suppose if you want to attract good teachers qualified teachers experienced teachers well then you have to offer them something something extra something you know something valuable and uh just looking at sort of the, the teachers that you're trying to attract on your um on your website the, the profiles that you're looking for the you know the clearly you know highly qualified and uh and experienced teachers yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we do take on some teachers that do our teacher training program here. We're doing a TEFL TESOL 180 hour program that's going to be combined with the CERT and DIP TESOL with Trinity soon. Um, we started this program with the University of Chicago um, about, I don't know, seven years ago. And it kind of just kept on growing. And uh, now it's up to 180 hours, like I said. And we do 30 hours of uh, practicum, whereby they're doing 10 hours of their, their own teaching, 10 hours of uh, observing peers, and 10 hours of observing mentors. And that's just the beginner course. Mm. You know? And uh, so 
we're really flying with that and we have quite a few signings with it. Um, it does take about three months to go through the course. It's not like a one month, you know, regular Celta or Tefl, uh, whatever, uh, you might see out there. Um, so, you know, we're really taking it to that next level and, and, uh, you know, combining systems like with Trinity as well. And that's why Trinity Trinity's going to be, uh, it or is our gold sponsor here at the international language symposium. And we're doing some major things here because we see that in central Europe, there is a lot of opportunity and I can't you know, stress it enough. It's just, there is a market here, you know, and it's, and it's not like in Prague kind of, here in Brno, you know, it's a growing central European city um, and is actually the now considered the Silicon Valley of central Europe, actually. So there's business coming in here like crazy. Oh, so, right. Wow. That's another interesting fact about Brno. So if you from this podcast, guys, if you just remember two things, A, Brno is in the center of Europe. And B is the new Silicon Valley. That's that's really interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, there was a, actually a new. We posted it up on our you know on our uh, Facebook pages. Uh, there was a big program on uh, on the new on Euro News. I don't know if you guys get that out there. Euro News. Um, I've I've seen the program, but I I don't have TV, so I don't I don't watch it very often. A week ago, Berno was there was a huge segment on there about how Berno is the Silicon Valley of Central Europe. We got all these major computer computer companies just moving right on in. Um, another exciting point is Brno's opening flights now, um, or you know, three times a week to, directly to Brno from Amsterdam, from you know Hampstead or and Stansted, both will be coming in um, from Barcelona, from Milan, uh, uh, from Paris, uh, and so now it's just becoming a little bit more global and uh, you know those of us who know like how global it's going to become right now um the, these are we're the ones that are going to be making the money here so hmm. you know it's just about letting the world know that you know Brno does exist and is the considered the second capital of the country yeah, and I think, uh, you know, before we started recording this podcast, I made a mistake by saying that uh, you were speaking from Prague. And I think it is a bit of a problem as well in, in countries like the Czech Republic that a lot of people just associated with Prague. And that's perhaps where they go to. And then they forget that there are other interesting and uh, growing cities like Brno, for example. Well, you know, Brno is actually the largest university city in the country and uh, of the 400,000 people here which is growing now um, uh, 100,000 of them are students wow yeah and so there's a huge it's like huge university life here uh, so you know even nightlife everything is it's all designed for the students and, and you know teachers and the life and the cost of living here is half the price of Prague still I mean, you can still get a beer for a euro, mm. <laughs> you know, so it's uh, for, for students, this is paradise. Yeah. 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 Sounds fantastic. I came out here as, you know, just after finishing my degrees in, uh, in the States and, uh, you know, I just never left, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I fell in love with it. Brno is a magical city. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I'm I'm looking forward to visiting it. You, you've completely sold it to me. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I'm really looking forward to uh, the first of June, right? When the oh, the conference. Mark, make starts. sure make sure you come like you know a day or two before and stay until at least Sunday. Hmm. <laughs> I'll do, I'll do my best. I'll I'll try to persuade my boss to to give me a couple of days off. Yeah. Um, yeah. On the first night, actually, on uh, May 31st, we're going to have uh, the welcome party with all the speakers and, uh, you know, the first 50 people who sign up uh, here at CA Institute. So uh, make sure you're here by the 31st. All right. I will. I will do. And so can you tell us a little bit more about the, the International Language Symposium? Because we've kind of, we've mentioned it a few times in the podcast. Yeah, um, yeah that's a, one of the main points here, too. Um, the International Language Symposium in Brno started out with us being granted by equal support to do our own conference. And so, you know, of course, I was working with Sarah Aiken, um, who is part of Equals in the beginning. And, you know, they helped us in designing it. It's a project that we've been working on now for a year and a half. So it's not something that like we just started. I mean, the website design, um, organizing the hotel, getting funding from the city and from you know the ministry and everywhere else, and all of that, and and really attracting the big name speakers. This just didn't happen overnight. This was a year and a half project. Yeah, um, and it's kind of taken us through a nice little roller coaster of excitement with the speakers and uh, and. Uh, and, and all the other aspects of organizing such an event, uh, which has been, you know, it had its ups and downs, and now it's just flying. Uh, we're getting signings every day, and uh, we're really excited about it. Uh, the uh, uh, speaker list is just incredible. I'm just surprised that Stephen Krashen's flying out here. You know, yeah, uh, can you tell us a little bit more about the speakers? speakers? So, so Stephen Krashen is there. How, how did you convince Stephen Krashen to come over? Yeah, how exciting with that. Because, you know, when I first started teaching 20 years ago, he was like, I don't know, the name. And, uh, you know, he was in all the course books that I read. And, you know, and it was just, you know, all about Stephen back then. And, uh, you know, he kind of fell off. A little bit people criticized him and now he's popular again and uh, <laughs> everyone said you know this and that and the other thing about him um, but you know his research was proved to be correct in the end and he's coming out here to do what is called TPRS have you heard about that yet it's something no. really popular in the States and uh, it's called teaching proficiency through reading and storytelling Okay. And it's just kind of not just comprehensible input, but stimulating comprehensible input and just making your English lessons like a super big show. And so basically he's coming out here. Um, originally, it was planned that he would come out here with Linda Lee and they would do demonstrations about how we can learn Mandarin in one hour, like some at least some things, you know. <laughs> mm -hmm. And uh, but uh uh, unfortunately, uh, Linda Lee couldn't uh, get her visa. So uh, in place of Linda Lee, we're having Jason Fritz uh, coming with uh, uh, Stephen Krashen. Uh, and he's also from Southern California uh, to demonstrate Spanish with TPRS. 
So learning Spanish with TPRS. And so us as an audience will have a chance to participate and see how it works. So I think that's, that's fantastic because very often with, um, you know, all those different theories like comprehensible input, um, they, they often stay confined within the sort of academia and the theories that are debated and trying to be proved. But they, you know, it's nice to see that being applied into practice and, and uh, that the participants will be able to, to see how it actually works in the classroom. And not only that, and be able to use it right away. You know, it's just, it's, I just take a minute and type in TPRS on YouTube. And I'm sure you're going to find a lot of examples, even with Linda Lee, etc. Uh, it is a very dynamic lesson and it's a high energy lesson for teachers. But once you learn it, um, you know, it, it, it's really effective and stu there's just really positive outcome from it. Uh, uh, so th that's something that Stephen Krashen wants to talk about. Hugh Deller is coming out. You know, and of course, we all know what he's going to talk about, right? Right, uh, yeah. If you're listening to it, Hugh Dello, we know what you're going to talk about. <laughs> Even if you haven't planned it yet, we know what you're going to talk about. <laughs> right, and that's uh, so we're excited to have him. Uh, yeah, no, jokes aside, Hugh Dello is a fantastic speaker. I always yeah, enjoy his talks. And uh, with, with this in mind, you know, the whole idea around the symposium, and, you know, I've been to conferences all over the place, and it's just one conference after the the next but you know the whole idea about this symposium was to attract people who um aren't afraid to speak their minds about things that they believe in that works in the classroom mm. and uh, not only that uh, about you know just putting a collection of these great ideas together and sharing them with everybody you know in a symposium setting where we're all sharing these great ideas rather than at like more like a conference kind of thing where someone just talks for an hour about one topic, you know? So it's, we, what we're going to do is like at the end of each day, um, there will be like a round table discussion with the speakers. So we'll have the speakers on stage and we'll throw out like this tennis ball microphone for the audience to ask questions. All right. That's, that sounds really interesting. Yeah. How cool, huh? Yeah. And yeah. We have to bounce these cool ideas off, off of each other. And so that's why we, you know, you know, Hugh Deller was definitely a major one person that we wanted to have here, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's, that's really cool. And, uh, you know, I mean, all of the speakers have something really interesting to say, to say and to share. And even the speakers that are on our workshop list, too. So there are over 20 speakers there. And they're actually, I'm getting more proposals even today from some more sponsors because sponsors are com coming in today, too that, uh, you know, as some of the sponsorship packages, they get to have a speaker as well. And just really interesting stuff and uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, there's, there's a very, very interesting list of speakers, definitely, and a, and a really, really nice, energizing mix of topics. So I'm really looking forward to it myself. Yeah, we got Harmer coming in. Yeah. That, that's, you know, and he wants to do something new which, you know, we're trying to push the, you know, everyone to do something different, something that we haven't already seen on YouTube. Mm. You know what I mean? So something fresh, yeah. something new, uh, and, and get, you know, teachers to the and the audience really to, you know, think more about our field and where it's going and the trends in it. Yeah. Yeah. And I can see you've got local speakers as well. I can see yeah, uh, yeah. you've got Kylie Malinowska, for example. 
from yeah, Prague? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, she's coming as part of the IH World Sponsor, um, and, and she's going to work with the, or speak about young learners, of course, that's kind of her thing. And uh, yeah, we have quite a few local speakers, so that, that's great too, to help promote them. We also have scholarships available for the, uh, you know, for everyone. And we want everyone to be able to afford it and be able to come out here. So, you know, there's a huge scholarship list available. Um, and, you know, my main goal here was to attract a lot of, you know, a larger Czech audience. But as of today, we, we're getting a huge international audience, which, which is amazing and great. Um, uh, but hopefully by the time uh, the symposium rolls around, you know, uh, more Czechs will be in tune to it. Mm. So can people still sign up for the, for the conference? Absolutely. The deadline for the symposium is at the end of April. So uh, very last day of April. Um, okay. and I might push because I'm going to Riga with the equals conference, the international conference there. I don't know if you've heard about it, but uh, some great names going there as well. And I will be promoting this uh, symposium there at the end of the month. So I'd like to set the deadline actually for something like May 5th. Right. Yeah. yeah so, so if you, if you guys want to sign up the, uh, or just check out the list of speakers and read more about the conference, you can go to symposium2017.cainstitute.com. And I'll also post the link uh, below this podcast in the description. So you yeah. can, you can check it out there. And it's, as we've been saying, it's a, it's a really interesting lineup of speakers from all sorts of different parts it, of the world. Part of history, you know, uh, there's also book publication that's going to be made from it as well. Um, it's a not to be missed symposium. Absolutely. Um, it's not, it's not going to be one that's designed where it's uh, three days at the end of the three days, you're like exhausted. It's going to be after three days, you're going to want more. Fantastic. No. Maybe, maybe there'll be another one then the year after. Yeah. Well, we were discussing that with the committee um, we'll see how this one flies, and uh, but for sure we're going to do it every other year. Fantastic! Sure every other year, cool. if not every year. Brilliant, brilliant, and uh, you know, you know, sort of the the topic that I'm uh, very interested in, and uh, the listeners to the of the podcast they might know know it from my other website, TeflaEquityAdvocates.com. So I, I just gonna wanted to ask you what what's that like the the sort of the native speaker debate and the demand for for native speakers what's that like in in czech republic because in many countries you know school directors say oh you know i have to employ native speakers only because that's what my clients yeah. demand what what is it like in czech it's republic about, it's about educating them and you no know, that's why i want you here you know and it's and it's our jobs you know to educate them that you know it's not about the native speaker all the time and uh, you know, it's people who can understand, you know, uh, their their students L one as well as 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 their L two, and uh, and not only that, just you know, teachers need to be multilingual and understand languages and the structure of languages and techniques and what helped them to learn these new languages can help their students learn new languages as well. Um, Yes, it's our responsibility, Marek, and I said it to you, you and, uh, and also on your website. As, and it's my responsibility as an owner of a language school to, you know, educate uh, our clients with that. You know, sometimes we do get clients that go, yeah, but, you know, it's not a native speaker. But then I, 
you know, it just takes that extra five minutes from the director of the school to explain to them that like, hey, you know, sometimes it's better to have this teacher who isn't a non-native speaker to work with your child or, or with you because they understand how to help you at this level or whatever it is um, at this point in time or whatever. Um, it's, uh, there are so many aspects to look at with uh, a teacher that goes far beyond just a native speaker. Um, and we've seen it so many times in and out, day in and day out with native speakers coming in here and taking our teacher training program and then they leave the teacher training program and they just, they still don't understand the construct of their own language. Um, and uh, I think that's something that's amiss or a foul in, uh, you know, the education systems in the States and in England for that matter um, or in Great Britain. And, uh, you know, I, even recently we've had a, you know, student who took our teacher training program and I mean, just never, ever understood why he was saying the things he was saying. Hmm. And, uh, you know, because he told, he said that he had never studied grammar in school. Um, and I'm not saying that you're going to learn languages off of grammar, but every aspect you know about your language just is some extra tool that you can use in the classroom to, you know, help your student learn the language in a more effective way. So, you know, it's, it's about learning languages in an effective manner rather than, you know, you know these RT, our students come in here and they're paying above standard prices to, you know, learn the language. That means they're leaving the classroom every day with something in their suitcase that they can use today. Hmm. You know, and uh, it's, uh, we have to be, you know, what we're looking for here, are teachers that understand, you know, levels and what and the can do statements and and what students can do and how to help them get to that next level to that next can do and uh you know so you know, our syllabi is flexible of course for teachers to be able to have that freedom because we're able to take on teachers w with uh, many more years of experience here uh, so i allow them to hit those points but yeah um uh, as far as the native speaker thing, um, it's, it's something that needs to be discussed. And, uh, I, and that's why having you as part of our symposium is very welcoming. Yeah, no, I, I feel very welcome. Thank you for, for inviting me. It should be, you know, fantastic to, uh, to be able to give a plenary on the topic. And I think I, as you said, I think, you know, hopefully there'll be more directors of studies or school owners like yourself who are, you know, just trying to chip away at the stereotypes bit by bit oh, yeah. uh, because in yeah. a way it is our responsibility as, as teachers as well. I think, I think teachers can do a lot in the classroom as well to chip away at those stereotypes. Absolutely. 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 And you know, and it's about, you know, giving confidence to those teachers who do speak English really well and know how to teach it in, and they're great, you know, so we have a lot of great Czech teachers in our, you know, teacher training program now, and they can teach English, and they can teach it really, really, really well, and uh, it's, uh, it's just they need more support once they get out there in the real world, and it's our job to, like, promote that. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you, and, uh, and how, how do the students or the parents respond to that when you sort of, when you try to um, well, you know, I think uh, you, absolutely positively. Um, 
you know, maybe it's my position at the school. And now after 20 years, you know, a lot of people here in Brno do know who I am and uh, what I've been doing. So it's, uh, I do, I, I've garnered a lot of respect over the years. So it's, uh, and I've built a really positive rapport with a lot of people here. So it's, uh, you know, uh, I think it's, uh, it adds to it. But, you know, when I speak to the parents and, or to people coming to join co courses here um, and I give them a teacher, all of them have been satisfied with our, you know, teachers here. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. I think that's a, it's an important message to, you know, if you, um, if you have a school that's, I do think that we can educate our, our clients. And I, I think deep down, students want good teachers, don't they? I mean, they might yeah. want a native speaker because they associate a local teacher with bad quality of teaching or for some, for some other reasons. But deep down, I think what they do want to do is, is learn English, right? Well, you know, and then a lot of students that do come here, they've been coming here for many years too. I mean, you see, you know, people who run their own business, businesses and, you know, they they come here after work just to keep their English fresh. And they've seen the teachers that have come and gone through our Institute. And, you know, it's, uh, they've been, you know, quite satisfied with, uh, our non-native speakers, non-native speaking teachers. And, uh, only because they know how to correct them, number one, you know, and help them remember, you know, and, and improve in special in, in the ways that helped, them learn the, the the language so it's a it's a big valuable asset in the classroom and uh, students see that yeah absolutely i think having you know having learned another foreign language be it english or, or any other foreign language I, I think it does give you a, a very important insight into the more languages you know the better and yeah. that, that's all there is to it and, and also part of our cpd package here uh, you know not to like digress a little bit but all of our teachers get free language courses here. So I'm pushing all of our teachers to take and study other languages as well. Mm. It's, it's key. Yeah, that's, that's, I, I mean, that's, that's fantastic as well, because I think, you know, as a, as a compulsive language learner myself, I would, I would love that, you know, if you were able to, as part of your CPD to oh, take a language you, course, I would, I would definitely sign up. Who knows, maybe you'd come out here and help us out over the summers in your, during your breaks. <laughs> yeah yeah why not why not uh, let's talk about that during the conference there we go there yeah so uh so thanks a lot eric for for being here and uh just to sort of sum up um you can uh visit the uh the ca institute uh website cainstitute.com and i'll post the link as well before institute.com that's right ca-institute.com i'll post the link be below this podcast so so you can click on that guys and then also check out the um this lang uh, the international language symposium in brno in first of june starting with plenaries from the likes of Stephen Krashen and also Hugh Deller uh, will be there and many, many more. So fantastic event and you can still sign up for it. So thanks a lot, Eric, for, for being here. It was a pleasure. Yeah.